As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is important to understand your business's financial situation. I've found that if you relate your business to how you run your home successfully, your business will thrive. Hi, I'm Laura Street, founder and owner of Sunstone Debt Solutions. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Home and Business Chapter by Chapter, where we relate business books to our home and business. This season, we are reading Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, I hope you had a great week and enjoyed creating your productivity vision for your home and business. After all, we need to know where we want to go so we can figure out how to get there. Where is the path to get there? What tools can we use to help us on the route to productivity? As Michael Hyatt says, we need a special kind of compass, the freedom compass. This compass will be our productivity guide. We just need to create it. We're going to review all of the jobs that we do in our home and in our business. We need to take a close look to determine if we have a passion for the task and if we have a proficiency in completing the task. It is best to be both passionate and proficient in the activities that we spend our day doing. Otherwise, we will end up drained by the end of the day and we won't put forth our best work. We all know what passion is, but how does it relate to our home and business? Your passion work is the work you really love. I mentioned in the Stepping Into Focus episode that my passion work is bookkeeping and budgeting. I really enjoy putting numbers in their place and planning how to spend money to live comfortably without taking on debt. My passion work for home is scrubbing the floors and cleaning the bathroom. I enjoy the shine of the fixtures after they're clean, and I like how a freshly scrubbed floor makes the whole room feel newer. I feel energized by the satisfaction of a freshly cleaned room. So what exactly is proficiency? It's how skilled or competent we are at doing something. But that's not all. Michael Hyatt says, quote, Proficiency means you're not only skilled at something, you're also generating results that other people can measure and reward. In other words, we can be really good at a skill or completing a task, and we can contribute to others by completing the task. But it doesn't mean that we actually enjoy doing it. An example for me is, I'm proficient at doing laundry. I'm able to complete the task without problems and it contributes to my family when I do. But as I've mentioned before and as you all know, I do not like doing the laundry. I would rather be working on other things instead of folding clothes and putting them away. Now that we know the difference between passion and proficiency, we're going to use that knowledge to create our freedom compass. We do this by filling out a grid that contains the four zones of productivity. I'll send a copy of this grid in the email that accompanies this episode. If you haven't signed up yet, you may do so at www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. I mentioned the four zones of productivity in the Stepping Into Focus episode, but here's a recap. The zones are Zone 1, Desire Zone, Zone 2, the distraction zone, zone three, the disinterest zone, and zone four, the drudgery zone. It will be easy to group our tasks into zone one, the desire zone, and zone four, the drudgery zone. So let's tackle those first. The desire zone is everything that you are proficient in and that you're passionate about. These tasks are why you started your business. For me, like I mentioned, my main desire zone tasks are bookkeeping and budgeting. 
My ability to manage finances and my enjoyment in doing that led me to start Sunstone Debt Solutions so that I can help entrepreneurs to start and manage their businesses without taking on debt. At home, my desire zone is also budgeting. I love being able to help my family to live very comfortably within our means while we still get to enjoy activities and trips that we want. The drudgery zone is the opposite of the desire zone. These are the tasks that we have no passion or proficiency for. In my business, this would be working on advertising. I'm not good at it. Honestly, I even have a hard time knowing the right place to start. Plus, I don't enjoy it. I don't like looking at the metrics and trying to figure out the next thing to do. It's like a foreign language to me. At home, a drudgery task would be cooking seafood. I don't eat seafood. My husband and my son do, and I think that's great because I know it is very good for you. But I don't know how to cook it. I don't like the smell of it, and I'm not going to eat it. Since I have no proficiency for cooking any kind of seafood, and I have zero passion for preparing it, this would fall into my drudgery zone. Zones 2 and 3 get a little tricky, but we can work through them. Zone 2 is the distraction zone. This is where we need to be really honest with ourselves. The distraction zone holds everything that we are passionate about, but we aren't proficient at doing. Michael Hyatt says, quote, These activities aren't draining to your energy, and you enjoy doing them, but if you aren't careful, they can be massive time wasters. This is because we usually don't know that we aren't good at something if we really enjoy doing the task. An example of the distraction zone for me at home would be knitting. I love to knit. I find it relaxing and it gives me something to do with my hands when I'm watching a show. But, and it took me a little bit of time to realize this, I'm not very good at it. I can knit a basic scarf or hat. But if I try to make it a little bit fancy, like a loop or even switching colors, I'll probably end up with some fancy knots and not any real knitting. In other words, if you'd like a straight line basic scarf or a very small, very small basic blanket, I'm your girl. In my business, a distraction zone task would be graphic design. I like doodling and mixing color schemes, but it never ends up looking that great. I'm so thankful for tools like Canva that really help me rein myself in. Unfortunately, since I'm a solopreneur at this point, I need to do all of my designs for my website, freebies, and digital courses. I'm really looking forward to the point in my business when I can hand off these tasks to someone who is more qualified to do them. It will easily free me up to focus more on my desire zone tasks. The third zone is the disinterest zone. The disinterest zone contains everything that we are good at, but we don't like doing. We are proficient at completing the tasks, but instead of feeling energized, we feel drained. At home, a disinterest zone task for me would be dusting. I'm good at it because I'm very thorough. I have a system that includes both walls, level surfaces, besides little knickknacks and things. But I have no passion for it. It's just a task that needs to be done because of our pets and wood-burning stove. But it drains me. I feel exhausted when I'm done, and I never look forward to doing it. For work, a disinterest zone task would be talking to vendors on the phone. Sometimes I need to call vendors to pay bills for bookkeeping clients. I always prefer to pay online, but sometimes I just have to make the call. I'm proficient because I can easily get it done professionally. It contributes to the benefit of my client because it gets the bill paid. But I lack passion for it. In fact, I dread it. 
My anxiety makes it difficult for me to call vendors. So I will try everything else that I can think of to avoid making the call. Of course, I will always make the call. It's my job. But it really exhausts me, as strange as that sounds. There is one more zone, but it isn't on the grid. Michael Hyatt calls it Zone X, the development zone. The development zone could hold any of the tasks from the disinterest zone, the distraction zone, and even the drudgery zone. These are activities that could end up in our desire zone with a little effort. These are tasks that aren't necessarily our favorite thing to do, but we could potentially grow to enjoy them more. Maybe we don't have a passion to complete a task because we realize that we aren't very good at it, but our passion could rise if we learn to master the task. Or we could learn to become more proficient at something because we really like doing it. For instance, since I enjoy spending time knitting, there's a good chance that I'll get better at it. It might take watching a few YouTube videos about it or even just paying closer attention to the patterns, but I could become proficient at it. I could even move knitting into my home desire zone if I use completed projects as gifts for others. Taking care of a gift benefits my family by removing it from the gift purchasing task. For my business, I might be able to move advertising from my drudgery zone to my desire zone. I could maybe gamify the process of creating ads to make the task more fun. I could see reading the metrics as a puzzle that will help me become more proficient at understanding what type of ads and what kind of campaigns work best for my business. I'm a ways off from that, but there is a chance. Michael Hyatt gives the advice that, quote, if we have a hunch we could develop passion and proficiency with a task, we should stay open-minded about it, end quote. In other words, don't give up on something just because it's hard or it's not our favorite thing to do. If we have the slightest interest in it, we should nurture the ability to get better at a task or find the path to enjoying the task. Okay, so those are the four zones. Once we have our tasks in our four zones, what do we do with them? At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned the freedom compass. This is the point where we use our four zones to create the compass. I'll also include a link to the freedom compass template in the email that I send out. Michael Hyatt says, quote, just like a navigational compass can save your life if you're lost in the wilderness, the freedom compass can guide you through the jungle of meaningless, unproductive work. The first thing we need to do to use the freedom compass correctly is to find our true north. Our true north is everything that is in our desire zone. Michael Hyatt says, quote, True productivity is about doing more of what is in your desire zone and less of everything else. I am all for that. This is why we really need to focus on what is in our desire zone. I know that this sounds unrealistic to some of you, and it is in some cases for now. If you're still working without a team in your business and you need to do a lot of the work that needs to get done, you won't be able to fully eliminate tasks that live outside of your desire zone. This is also true for your home if you've taken on all of the household chores yourself, either because you like having things done a certain way or because there isn't anyone else to share the work with you. But you might be able to hire someone to take care of some projects. In the first episode, I mentioned that you can hire a virtual assistant for a few hours per week, or you can hire a bookkeeper or graphic designer. For your home, you can hire a housekeeper to clean all of your home or just certain areas. You can also send out your laundry or hire someone to mow your lawn. 
This outsourcing could be done through websites like Fiverr or Upwork. If you're looking for local help, Craigslist or Nextdoor are great places to check. My niece was able to get some tutoring jobs through Nextdoor, so finding someone locally isn't out of the question. But how do we know when it's time to hire a contract worker? It depends on what your time is worth. Where it might cost your business $60 to $100 per week to hire someone virtually to do a task, your time to do the same task could be worth $225 to $375 to your business. What makes more financial sense to you? Should you wait to outsource until you can hire someone to do the job in-house, or should you have a contractor to do it temporarily and allow you to focus on the desire zone tasks that drive your business forward? This is the decision that needs to be made on an individual basis. We all need to consider our available time and what is in our budget. I believe that budgeting is key to growing a successful business and to have a stress-free home. That's why I started my business, Sunstone Debt Solutions. I help my clients learn how to manage their businesses and personal finances. There are ways to become very successful without relying on debt. Remember, it doesn't do your business any good to bring on unnecessary debt. Don't start the life of your business in a hole. It just makes everything more difficult and more stressful. That's exactly what we're working to eliminate. What do you think so far? With this week's exercise, we're going to create our freedom compasses that will help us continue toward productivity. Do you think if you set your freedom compass to your true north, you'll be able to find freedom through focusing on what will really drive your business to where you want it to be? Do you think your new productivity in the home will lead you to actually enjoying free time or even just having free time? While you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking, this is cute and all, but it's not going to work for me. Michael Hyatt expected that, and he finishes out this chapter with seven limiting beliefs and liberating truths. I'm sure we've all heard the quote from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. That is a key sentence to think about every time we start letting doubt creep in. We can either go negative and give up, or we can shake off the bad feelings and start again. It's important to be able to recognize when we're allowing limiting beliefs to control our lives. Let's start with number one on the limiting beliefs list. I just don't have enough time. I definitely understand this feeling. I think there are many times that we all feel this way. But isn't this why we're learning how to be more productive? If accomplishing our goals was only about time constraints in the day, we would still be trying to work towards efficiency. We would be missing out on being with our families because we need to get our chores done. We would be trading togetherness for tidiness. Instead, we need to be productive in our home tasks so that we are able to enjoy time with our families. Remember what we learned about efficiency last week? Efficiency is working faster to do more work. That isn't our goal in either our home or our business. Michael Hyatt suggests that we replace the limiting belief of, I just don't have enough time, with, I have all the time I need to accomplish what matters most. This is actually a mantra that I say every morning when I start my day. I say, I have enough time to complete what needs to be done. It's as simple as that. Saying that out loud helps me set my attitude toward my tasks for the day. I make the choice of either starting out the day stressed that I have too much to do, or I can say, I have enough time to complete what needs to be done. 
Even if I don't check off every item on my list, I've completed what needs to be done for the day. I also say it if I start to feel my anxiety inching itself into my brain. I take a beat, I breathe, and I repeat my mantra. I have enough time to complete what needs to be done. It pushes that anxiety away and it helps me focus on what is important instead of inventing new reasons to worry. The second limiting belief that Michael Hyatt talks about is, I'm just not that disciplined. He says that if you're trying to follow a complicated system with lots of steps, you are usually going to feel this way. For a lot of us, discipline is a word with a negative meaning. Maybe it suggests punishment. That feeling is what makes this such a powerfully negative word. But if we design our life to spend our time doing what we are passionate about and proficient at, we won't need to be disciplined to get our work done. Michael Hyatt says that we should replace the I'm just not that disciplined belief with, quote, working in my desire zone doesn't require much discipline. It's true. If we are good at what we do and we enjoy what we do, we don't need to be disciplined to do it. Number three on the limiting belief list is, quote, I'm not really in control of my time. I get this. If you're still working for someone else in addition to your own business, you probably don't have complete control. But that's only while you're doing work for your employer. Michael Hyatt says, quote, Pockets of time may be under someone else's control, but you still have control over the rest. And he's right. You are in control of the time that you are spending working on your business. You are in control of the time that you spend on home tasks. This is why we need to design the rest of our time to work on our desire zone tasks. By working in our desire zone, we'll be able to accomplish what needs to get done without exhausting ourselves or wasting time. And that will hopefully help you work your way out of being an employee for someone else, if that's your goal. Michael Hyatt says to replace the limiting belief of, I'm not in control of my time, with the liberating truth of, quote, I have the ability to make better use of the time I do control. I think that's a good one to remember. We never want to give up our power by believing we have no control over our time. We may need to complete the work that our employer requires during scheduled hours, but we must remember that we have control over the time outside of the day job. And I know that there are schedules that need to be followed outside of work. Kids have activities. Spouses or partners have ideas about what should be done. Friends want to hang out. But we get to choose how we're going to spend our time. We can share carpools for the kids' practices. We can share plans and build workable schedules with spouses or partners. And we can pop an earbud in and chat with friends while we change the bedding. Don't give up what you want because of the limiting belief that you don't have control of your time. Next, we move on to limiting belief number four. Highly productive people are just born that way. Nope. There isn't a productivity gene. There are genes for eye color, hair color, how tall we're going to be, but nothing for productivity. If you are using this narrative for yourself, you need to stop. It isn't doing you or your business or your home any good. Michael Hyatt suggests instead to use the liberating truth of, quote, productivity is a skill I can develop. 
And that's what we're doing right now. We're developing our productivity skill. The number five limiting belief is, quote, I tried it before and it didn't work. Well, I've tried other systems and some didn't work, but parts did. What we need to do is use the skills that we've learned that do work. That's the good thing about the free to focus system. There aren't tricks to make tasks easier or to get more out of time. Instead, we just focus on what moves us closer to our goals and we cut out the rest. So instead of sticking with, I've tried it before, but it didn't work. Michael Hyatt suggests replacing it with, quote, I can get better results by trying a different approach. To this I add, we shouldn't be so quick just to throw away an idea or system because it didn't work. Instead, think about what you're trying to accomplish. What about the system didn't work, but what did? You might be surprised by how easy it is to adapt. The sixth limiting belief is, my circumstances won't allow it right now, but they're only temporary. Michael Hyatt has a warning to go along with this belief, quote, what is temporary will eventually become permanent unless you change something now. You know this whole pandemic thing that we're dealing with? You know how people say they want to get things back to normal? Well, things will never get back to normal because this, right now, is normal. We just need to change what our normal is. What do we want our life to be like? The liberating truth that follows, my circumstances won't allow it right now, but they're only temporary, is, quote, I don't have to wait until my circumstances change to get started and make progress. I'm going to add to that liberating truth that if we just wait for circumstances to change, the change won't come. We need to act and create the life we want. So don't just waste your time by waiting for the change. The final limiting belief really sticks with me. It is, quote, I'm not good with technology. Uh-huh, I have this limiting belief, and I'm trying to retrain myself, but it's a hard one to shake. If I can't fix it by turning it off and then on again, I'm out of ideas. Michael Hyatt says that the liberating truth to this belief is, quote, True productivity doesn't require complex technology or systems. It's more about aligning my daily activities with my priorities, and I can do that. End quote. I appreciate that liberating truth, and I'm also truly happy that the free-to-focus system isn't very tech-heavy. This is what I like about the full-focus planner. I really enjoy using this system in my paper planner. Like I said in the first episode, you don't need a full focus planner, but you do need something to track your progress and plan out your days, whether it's digital or physical. To easily reference these limiting beliefs and liberating truths, Michael Hyatt has added an easy to read table in this chapter. I will include it along with the other tools that I've mentioned today in the weekly email for this lesson. All right, it's homework time. For this week's homework, we will be filling out our Freedom Compass task filters and creating our freedom compasses. Just like last week, we're filling one out for home and one out for business. The links for the templates are in the show notes for the episode of Home and Business chapter by chapter. You can find those notes by heading to sunstonedebtsolutions.com and click on the podcast tab. The notes for this episode are found in chapter two, Evaluate. I've mentioned it a few times, but the easiest way for you to get these templates along with the other resources that I mentioned 
and my completed Freedom Compass task filters and Freedom Compasses for my home and business is by subscribing to the weekly emails at www.sunstonedebtsolutions.com forward slash focus. Next week, we will be wrapping up the stop step of Free to Focus with Chapter 3, Rejuvenate. This chapter will guide us to re-energizing our minds and bodies. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to join us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to show your support. Also, please share this podcast, Home and Business, chapter by chapter, with anyone that you think would like it. See you next week. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>